Hey everyone and welcome to the Top Romp Show. This is Josh and I am here with Brad from manoverseas.com. Brad, really appreciate you coming on. How's it going? Good, man. It's good to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm a big fan. Awesome, awesome. Really appreciate it. Uh, Brad, just to get started as we do in, in every episode is just to hear a little bit more about you. I've taken a look through the blog. It looks like you have some really cool content and really excited to hear a little bit more and some more personal examples. But if you give the audience just an introduction about yourself as well as some, some dating history and background, that would be great too. Sure. I'm 38 years old. I live in Houston, Texas. Um, I have a new bride as of two months ago. We were married in May in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. Uh, congratulations. And, <laughs> thank you. Um, she and I like to travel quite a bit. Before we were married, we took a 151-day journey across Southeast Asia and Australia. So, Wow. Um, we got pretty well acquainted. Um, but as far as dating history, uh, 15 years worth of doing it since college. So I have vast experience, and I can tell you it's changed quite a bit through the years. Okay, well, why, why don't we start with a little bit of how it used to be, and then I'd love to hear your, you know, especially because you said it's, it's been 15 years, vast experience. Maybe if you could start with a little bit of it, how it used to be and how it is now, and then we can talk about kind of the contrast. Okay, sure. Well, I would say in the early 2000s, you didn't get a date unless you approached a woman. The, um, right. The internet was just coming around and people were hesitant to put their name on the internet, much less a picture of themselves. So to admit that you had a dating profile online, was a, it was a taboo thing. People didn't really talk about it. Right. Um, as far as how that's changed today, I think every single person I know has a dating profile. People are too busy at least they think they're too busy to meet people in person. And a lot of times we'll avoid approaching people for a date because they can always rely on the crutch that is dating apps. Right. Were, were you a quote-unquote early adopter to dating apps or, or websites, would you say, or did you stray away from them for a while? I didn't try them until I was almost 30. Um, I was on MySpace and didn't get into Facebook until about 2012. So most of the dates that I had were either met through friends or I like to meet people where I go, where I frequent. You know, you get to know people better. You're more comfortable with them. And then I would just, just ask them out on a date. Right. So can we, I want to probe into that a little bit further because like you said, especially these days, um, we we rely on dating apps as on cr as crutches, and we're probably not getting out there as much as we should be, and, and asking girls and, and girls asking guys for for their numbers in person. Can you break that down a little bit more in terms of how you would do it, the types of places you frequented, and and even just for the guys that are really shy and maybe have never approached a girl in real life and gotten a number, uh, how you went about it. Yeah, I, I think the places that you would frequent would be, um, it could be the gym, or it could be the grocery store, or it could be yoga, um, any, anything that you do regularly. Um, church is a great place to meet women. I think that a, comp, a confident man sees a woman he wants to meet 
approaches her and introduces himself. He's not worried about one-liners or openers or anything like that. Um, neither of you will remember the first things that were said to each other anyway, if it works out. So I think a man is able to demonstrate his confidence, which is really attractive to a woman, by walking up to her, being assertive, by going after what he wants. Um, don't be concerned with whether she likes you or not. Be concerned with whether you like her. You know, right. view yourself as someone who is in a position of strength. And if you've worked to develop yourself to become an attractive person, then hopefully you'll attract someone who is um, compatible with you. Right. And, and when you say worked on yourself to become, you know, a, a confident person, can you flesh that out a little bit? I mean, I've definitely recognized the importance of that in the last few years of my life um, and have prioritized other things like meditation and, and just other ways to kind of become a little more confident and self-aware and stuff like that. Can you speak about your experiences with that? Sure. Self-awareness is huge. And one of the things that I've done for 15 years, which has really helped me, is kept a journal. Right. And I would jot down notes on who I met and how it went and what I learned from them. Each interaction that you're going to have is going to help you in the next interaction. Even facing rejection should help you to build your confidence, not uh, make you cower in any in any way or make you apprehensive for the next one. Um, so I, I think meditation is good. I think journaling is good. I think if a man eats well and exercises, all of that is going to feed into his um, attractiveness, and it's going right. to it's going to come out in his speech and the way he carries himself. Right. And, and would you, so you said with the journaling, you're taking notes on specific interactions. Is this like a daily thing? Do you do it every morning or just kind of when some stuff pops into your head or, or what? Yes, both. And I would try to do it daily in the morning. Um, but I'm not as disciplined on that as I would like to be, right. but at a minimum two or three days a week. Okay, great. Um, uh, okay. So let's, let's kind of shift back to the dating part and, Let's, you know, Facebook comes along or, or even before then MySpace, then Facebook, and now all these dating apps and stuff are becoming more popular. Ha, did you did you get into them? Have, are you a fan? Are you not a fan? I'm not a fan just because, as we talked about earlier, too many people use it as a crutch. I think if you're pressed for time or you're trying to, um, I think it, it can be beneficial if, if you're looking for practice, let's say you're not finding right. a lot of dates because you're not meeting a lot of people, I think consistent interaction can help you with, you know, as we would call in the business world, deal flow so that right. you're doing it regularly. I think that can be helpful, but I see too many guys using it as a crutch. Right. So do you have any tips other than just kind of getting out and, and frequenting those types of, I guess you could say those hobby type locations? Uh, you mm -hmm. know, you mentioned the yoga, the grocery store, stuff like that. Any other tips for guys who might be relying on them too much and, and to, to f you know, find girls more naturally, so to speak? Well, I think friends are a great way to meet people. And I would say don't necessarily, to, to men, I would say don't necessarily try to meet women. Meet people. 
because so often if someone likes you and likes your character and you're fun to be around, they'll say, hey, you know what? I have a single friend I'd like to I'd like to hook you up with. Now, I mean, that kind of thing happens all the time. Right. Right. And so can you speak to the differences that you've seen then maybe from the early 2000s, just overall from your experiences in the dating scene to maybe, let's say, the last five years as, you know, dating apps and technology have kind of taken over? Yeah, I see. I see a world of difference. I think that uh, polarity is diminished. I think that it's... um, society today is trying to make men more feminine and more women more masculine. I think that women think it's cool to act like a dude sometimes and men think that being a super nice guy is going to get the girl. And I think neither of those is true. I think you're you're going to end up repelling your date if you are overly nice. And I think a woman is going to repel her date if she is being overly disagreeable or not sweet and feminine. So I just think there's some attraction from accentuating your masculinity and femininity that occurs that is occurring less and less. And I see, um, you know, my wife is a lot younger than me. And she tells me that many of her friends when they date, it's like they're buddies. And then that buddy ship, that friendship might evolve into a relationship eventually. But there's no desire there. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, so I mean, do you have any tips for for either or both genders on how to kind of fight the, you know, you kind of described it as society, um, kind of reducing polarity and, like you said, with the masculinity and femininity, kind of minimizing each of them. Do you have any tips for guys and or girls to kind of, you know, stick to our roots, so to speak, and, and so they can have the most success? That's a good question. If I were advising a young woman, I would. Oh, a young woman's tough. Let me start with men. Let me start with men. Sure. Stop using apps. Stop using porn. Get out there and meet people. Go after what you want. Be assertive. Um, if a woman's not up to your expectations, do not criticize anyone's behavior. If she acts in a way that is that you think is inappropriate or unacceptable to you, you decide how much you're going to tolerate. Um, I think that we've been taught since we were young that women are sensitive and delicate and, you know, we're taught by 90 percent women as we're growing up. And as little boys, the masculinity begins to be sucked out of us and we tend to behave more like girls thinking that's what girls want. Um, but it's just not true. And, um, I think that for a man, you're going to, I would spend most of my twenties as a man developing myself, trying to make myself more attractive because you're going to be most attractive in your thirties. I, you know, in terms of the sex, why do you say that? Yeah. So in terms of the sexual marketplace, let's call it. A woman is her most attractive in her early 20s. A man is most attractive to women in his early 30s. So I would advise men to be assertive, but if you don't get the girl or if you're cheated on or whatever it is, you get put in the friend zone, that is not something to worry about because as a man, you're only going to be getting more attractive 
as you age. You know, women and men are attracted to different things. So women like status and income and height, and you might not be able to improve your height, but your status and income are most likely going to go up as you age. So when you're 35, you'll have a a pool of potential dating prospects that range from 21 to 45 if you want. Whereas a woman needs to get her stuff straight. So my advice to women is to get it straight because you, you have a smaller window. And so men don't realize this and they get discouraged when they're 27 and they get dumped by their, by their girlfriend who's their age. Well, it's nature to, it's nature to get upset, but it's also nature that you're going to be more attractive if you just will develop yourself and focus on making yourself more desirable through your 20s. Right. So, so things like personal development and, and even just focus on career and, and building income and stuff like that. Absolutely. You have plenty of time. And, and this isn't mean. This is nature. You know, another thing, I was listening to a, a podcast you did with Jane, and she was talking about um, how men should put their height on their profile. Right. Well, <laughs> that, it's funny to me because if a woman wants a man to put his height on their dating profile, then a man would want a woman to put her weight on her profile. Right. Neither neither are shallow or superficial. We just want two different things. Right. I, I, actu- I actually had that exact conversation with another friend a few months ago making that comparison. Um, <laughs> it's, it's really funny you say that. And, and yeah, I mean, that's just that's just the reality. And it's funny because of how socially acceptable it is, quote unquote, to allow women or to treat it normal that we should have to put height in our profile. But if, God forbid, if, if one of us were to put, you know, were to ask a woman to put her weight on her profile, the what we would get back in return would not be a, a very positive response. Um, <laughs> right. No, that's exactly right. And even if you get to the relationship stage, if a woman were to let herself go, quote unquote, and a man is, is disappointed by that, he has equally as much right to get disappointed by that as if a man were to lose his job and have no desire to get another one. Right. There's no equivalence between a man letting himself go and a woman letting herself go. We're attracted to different things. Right. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to ask a selfish, selfish question here. I'm 27. Um, mm-hmm. I'm single. And what you know, I, I, like you said, at late 20s, so I still haven't hit that kind of early 30s peak that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you do if, if you were me? Uh, you've touched on it a little bit, but maybe uh, some, some, if you can just expand on it a little more, or even from the mental aspect. I would put my head down and work. I would try to develop multiple streams of income. I would work on my health and fitness. Um, what was your other question? No, that was that was pretty much it. I mean, just just what you would do in in my shoes at my age, or if you could go back to twenty seven year old Brad. Yeah, and I wouldn't I wouldn't spend time too much time with someone that I didn't think had life potential. You've got plenty of time. I can I can remember if I can share a quick story. I can remember yeah. being in my twenties and being cheated on with an older man. And being disappointed, but when you come to think of it, if I'm going to support the argument I made earlier about a woman needing to get her stuff straight, 
she has every right to find the baddest MF she can. <laughs> and if, yeah. if you've got a guy who's not ready to settle down, but you've got a man who's 34, 35, that's done all the dating and he's ready to have a family, you better well latch on to that 35 year old instead of, you know, farting around this 27, 28 year old who's still trying to figure it out. Right, right, for sure. Yeah, no, that, that actually puts a lot of things into perspective. Um, and then, so what would you say to maybe guys that are a little bit younger, but that really want something serious? Maybe they're in their early 20s or they're 25, 26, and they just really want something serious. What would you say to them? I don't think there's any issue with that. I certainly had serious relationships when I was in my middle 20s. I think it it has a lot of value in terms of channeling sexual energy and allow you to focus allow allow you to focus on what's important. So a lot of young guys they want to go out and spend money on bottle service and and try to flaunt their forty thousand dollar salary when really they should be waking up early and getting after it. I think if you're if you have a steady girlfriend that can help in a lot of ways. I did a lot of long right. distance dating and I found that that enabled me to not it kind of put the reins on chasing women all the time because you have a steady girlfriend you don't have to worry about doing that so stay my advice is it's right. it's fine to, to have something serious but just understand that you got plenty of time right and and can you talk a little bit about like when did you kind of recognize this and how did you kind of flip the switch? Like as you entered your 30s then, did your approach change? And a follow-up to that is is how did you meet your now wife? Oh, that's a great question. So yes, my, my approach did change. I think that I learned to be more honest, um, more direct in my communication to let women know what it was that I was after. There was no ambiguity about what I was after. A woman knew that I was dating to find someone to, you know, after a certain amount of time, obviously, but mm -hmm. find someone that I was wanting to start a family with. I'm not, you know, if, if you consider yourself, you know, successful and whatever that means, you're not going to settle for someone who is just looking to party. Right. Right. So in your 30s, I, you know, I met my wife at the gym and just in our communication, she could tell that I wasn't messing around. Like I'm not just right. trying to flirt and date like we're doing this. And if okay. after so, a few sorry months, to cut you off, Brad, sorry. can you yeah, go yeah. into a little more detail about that first meeting? Like, was this just you? You walked up to her and like, what did you say? How did the conversation go? Um, well, she worked there, so I saw her quite a bit. So it kind of plays into what I was talking about earlier about um, frequenting somewhere so you can get to know somebody. Right. Um, and then she had a boyfriend at the time, and so I waited, um, but I didn't wait too long. Right. And this, this kind of plays into what I was talking about earlier. Um, I think that she was dating someone who was probably in their 20s and not ready for something serious. And a woman who's in her middle 20s that's dating someone that's not looking for something serious is going to be intrigued by someone who is in their 30s that is looking for something serious. Right. So I, I would say, just to sum up, um, 
how I changed, you become more honest, which is more attractive. You become more direct. You know what you want through vast experience. And you're not going to waste time. You value your time. So you won't let anybody waste it. Right. Do you have any, uh, this just kind of popped into my head, do you have any suggestions for cheap or on a budget ways to kind of get out more in general for maybe younger guys, you know, don't have a career established yet, or maybe still even an undergrad, but do want to kind of get out of the house more. Any, any ideas that may, you know, maybe people can't afford a gym membership or can't go to restaurants all the time, stuff like that. I would say a park or extracurriculars, you know, in Houston where I live, there are softball leagues and kickball leagues. Right. Uh, the park is free. You know, you can go jogging at the park. Um, you can meet friends for drinks on patios and stuff. It doesn't mean that you have to spend $15 on drinks. Right. Yeah. That's I don't true. drink at all. Yeah. I mean, I, I did a little bit in my 20s, but not anymore. Right. And and do you want to speak a little bit, obviously, your blog is called Man Overseas, and you mentioned you've done a lot of traveling with your now wife. Um, did you do a lot of travel through your 20s as well? Was that part of your development? Is that something you recommend? Uh, it wasn't part of my development. I'm, I'm glad you asked that question. So when I was saying earlier to put your head down and work, I didn't go on a week-long vacation. Well, in fact, I had one week-long vacation for the first 10 or 12 years of my career. And it was wow. because I was working two jobs and I wanted to save and invest as much money as possible. Right. I, I might have to ask you about that off air because the, the business stuff really interests me as well. Um, so, so you really mean it when you say head down grinding uh, throughout your 20s and then it wasn't really until your 30s when you started kind of enjoying the, the fruits of your labor? That's a good way to put it. Yeah, if you've got your head down and you're working, you're not going to be out till 2 a.m. drinking because you're going to sacrifice the next morning's productivity. So find a, a way to get a side hustle going to where you're keeping yourself occupied. And one of the reasons that I would go to the gym every day is not only because I thought it made me better um, and it's good for your health and fitness, but also, you know, a gym membership where I live can be as cheap as 20 or $30 a month. If you can't spend 80 cents to a dollar each time you go to the gym, you know, something's wrong. So you, right. you need to be able to find that money. And you'll also, I mean, I've met some of my best friends at the gym. So I think it's a great investment in so many ways. Right. Uh, great. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Um, do you have any last words or last piece of advice um, for the kind of younger, younger crowd? Uh, you know, Top Romp does put out a lot of content on dating apps. And obviously we recognize the pros and the cons. But any kind of like final words of wisdom that you would uh, that you would give to the younger crowd out there? Yeah, my last blog post was about thinking and the value of thinking. And I, I think that so few people spend time nowadays either in prayer, meditation, or just thinking. They're anxiously reaching for their phones in every idle moment. Um, even going to the restroom, they're you know swiping. So it, it's a constant thing to try to find a date. If you just spent time doing what you talked about and journaling and meditating, you find some time right. to think, be a contrarian. If everybody's doing something, do it another way. 
Right. I, I did read that article too, and I thought it was really good. We'll link we'll link to it in the description. Um, but I, you know, in in today's kind of notification and social media world, um, that's definitely an underutilized strategy for sure. Um, so great. This has been this has been really awesome, Brad. Um, I'll give you just a quick second if you want to kind of plug your blog and tell us a little bit more about the type of content that you put out and things that you work on. Yeah, sure. Thank you, Josh. Uh, it's manoverseas.com. So as, as we talked about, I travel quite a bit. Um, so I write about places I go. Um, I have a, a travel services company where I take people through Central and Eastern Europe. So I've written about Prague and I'm going to be writing about Budapest here pretty soon. Um, I'm traveling to, to Munich next month. Um, I also write about self-development, how to improve yourself, masculinity, um, some investing stuff, some life lessons that I've learned through the years. Just basically self-reflecting, hoping that others will get some benefit from it. Awesome. Yeah, I've, I've read a few and I'm, I'm definitely going to keep an eye on it. I'll link to the blog in the description as I mentioned. Brad, thanks again. Really appreciate it and we'll have to do this again sometime. Oh, thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. I enjoyed it. All right. Take care. You too.